Police in Nevada have arrested a woman who worked at a dental office in Reno for breaking into that office after hours and stealing $23,000 in cash and checks. While they were questioning Laurel Ike, police say she also admitted to pulling 13 teeth from patients. She told them she did use an anesthetic, though she didn't have a dental license. No word on where the doctor was. Ike has been charged with multiple felonies. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. What's your deal, man? Yes, my name is Brian. Stone on Air on Nougat Radio 92.7. I'm sure most people can somewhat identify with this, especially if you work in a an office setting and if you're familiar with the movie Office Space and all just the typical stupid, mindless, asinine things that people say walking around every day. Hot enough for you out there? Is it lunchtime? How about, hell, is it Friday yet? Hey, jerk, who's been asking that all week? Yes, it's Friday. Stop asking. Stop annoying me. You're not being friendly. Happy Friday to you. Hot as hell out there, sunshine. Chance of storms. That's your forecast for the rest of the summer. This is Nougat Radio 92.7. More importantly, you'll find it downloadable at stoneonair.com. Sorry I didn't get you Wednesday's show. I'm Brian, he's Keon. Pretty sure we do this show Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but you know, you never know, week to week. Uh, we have this thing called the uh, called a skimmer. I don't know why or where that comes from, but it basically means where the shows are uh, captured and stored for, uh, I don't know, forever, for a day, for a week, for a month, I'm not sure, but... The skimmer went down on us on Wednesday, and um, or Tuesday, really, and it was Wednesday before we realized it. So I wasn't able to pull the show, and uh, it sucks that the uh, the overmodulation is what it is <clears throat> to begin with from the skimmer to the uh, to the podcast download. And so and I thought, all right, well, because I I kind of liked Wednesday's show, so I wanted to get it out there. And I went to grab it off the audio off of Facebook, which I won't bore you with how I do it, but it's uh, it's a little clunky the way that I kind of rig it up at the house. And I dumped it in, and so that went from a copy of a copy from Facebook to another copy, and it was garbage. Like, the, the audio quality was so over-modulated, and I know it's over-modulated every, every time you hear it, which I apologize for, but it's not so bad that I think that it's unlistenable. This one was closer to that. So rather than edit it up and post it a day later, I just said, poof, this one goes up into terrestrial radio smoke. And uh, so that's why you didn't get it that time. Any other time you haven't got it, it's just because I was lazy or dumb or or just forgot or whatever. Uh, Let's see what is going on today. Um, Not a lot that matters a whole lot. Um, Friends of mine uh, had them in the, in the, the old stone on air show. It's, 
been, we'll talk about this. It's been five freaking years already since the last time we did this. Uh, I had the band Sunsap in. I've got uh, 50% of them in the um, in the green room, as we call it. Uh, Taylor and Emerson from Sunsap will hang out with me, and we'll talk about what they've got going on here recently. Uh, they had a long hiatus, um, a, a good little stretch where they were not a band anymore, and that disappointed me. And uh, But that's not the case anymore. They're back playing regularly, and the main reason is if – you listen every day of your life, which I know that you do. I know that I'm being repetitive, but occasionally I know there are some new listeners that are not familiar with what's going on. Uh, the Valley Vibe Festival coming up in what is now only a month and a half. It's Labor Day weekend in um, in North Georgia, and I'll get my notes out on that and speak to that more uh, specifically once we get uh, into the next, the final two segments of the show. So that's what we've been doing most Fridays, and it's just kind of letting loose, hanging out, chilling out, and chit-chatting on the radio, which is uh is fun enough in itself i've got only two pieces of audio for you today here in about uh, five minutes from right now i'll get you the worst idea and the coolest thing and um and we'll get to that here very very shortly the reviews are glowing i mean internet's just on fire from the uh, 88 miles per hour show yeah I'm, jesus got to scratch that out 88 percent the 88% show, so uh, good to hear that. Um, just hearing all kinds of, uh, of feedback there. And so every Thursday, for the rest of your life, every Thursday, appointment listening, 10 a.m., the 88, my, 88% show right here on Nougat Radio 92.7. Cannot wait for next week's show. And every Thursday for the rest of our lives. It's so exciting. Um, a little note quickly for the, uh, the Hemp House. Uh, sponsors of this show and this radio station since day one. I saw this in two separate places, and uh, then I put the two and two together to figure out what was going on. There's no local delivery from yesterday, so effectively today until Tuesday. So if you rely on your CB products from the Hemp House via delivery, um, it will not be available until Tuesday. And so that made me realize and understand how this must work, because I also saw Dwayne post, they're off to Carolina for a weekend of panic tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, three nights of panic in, I don't know if it's Raleigh, uh, doesn't matter where, but it, in North Carolina. So it must be Dwayne and Casey that do the actual delivering themselves because they're out of town for a weekend of panic, and I am jealous of that. Hemp House, three locations. So if you rely on that delivery, but you need to get, you know, refill. Uh, you can send somebody else or you can, you know, go yourself if for whatever reason that, the, that that's the, the method you choose. The stores are still open, the regular hours, uh, Tremont Street, right here in East Ridge and Ringgold Road and in, um, in Ultawa as well for all your CBD products. I will not be here on Monday. I'm going to record a show over the weekend and I already know a couple of things I'm going to talk about. I should wait and have Dwayne in, but I'm, I don't have to have Dwayne in to talk cannabis. I can look. Uh, at some of this myself. It'll be part of the coolest thing here coming up in a few minutes. Real legislation to uh, potentially lift the federal ban on cannabis um, prohibition. It looks to be in the near future. And in my new Rolling Stone magazine, a great uh, little blurb on all the different ways that THC is being produced. It's not, you know, at first it was vapes and then it turned into edibles and then all kinds of gummies it, they're they're making drinks, carbonated drinks, energy drinks, um, just swallowable, dissolvable pills. I mean, they have 
whoever they is have figured out how to uh, to to infuse virtually anything with THC. And uh, I think it's incredible and fascinating. I'll spend some time on that. And I want to spend some time on the child tax credits. It started yesterday. And what that means to the end of the year taxes for families with young children. How that changes the uh, the way you file your taxes because it does change it. And the headline that I just have here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this on Monday. So you got a, a full weekend tease here to Monday's show. Your child tax credit payment just arrived. Are you sure you want it? And that headline grabbed my uh, attention. That's from the Wall Street Journal. So those are two subject matters that I will spend time on on Monday. And then I'll be back with you live next Wednesday. Uh, Let's see. Today is the anniversary of the Fallen Five. I just saw that on Twitter literally five minutes ago. Uh, That was a really uh, dark day in uh, Chattanooga history. The, um, the terrorist attack that killed the, uh, the five different rankings of, uh, of our forces. I don't have the names and, num- and all that in front of me. I wasn't planning on talking about that today because I had forgotten. I knew that it was July, but I forgot the exact day. You'd think I'd remember it more vividly because that was the day uh, Jeff Styles was off at the old radio station on the other side of the river that nobody listens to anymore. He was off that day, and I was filling in for Jeff. That happened, that shooting, those killings happened the last hour that I was on the air that morning. And we, so in my career, you know, career in air quotes is my little hobby or I do in radio for 20 years. But in my world of working radio, that was the most, there's a couple close seconds and I can't remember what they were exactly. Some storms, there was a tornado coming through once when we were on air and we had uh, tornado scares. A couple other times that were really high pressured moments. Because this, this medium used to be that way, used to be kind of, you know, really the number one source for immediate information. And to some people, it still is. But that day was one of the more exhilarating days on the air I've ever had. And I don't mean to use that word to make it sound like it was fun, because you usually use that word in a way that makes it, that, you know, extreme excitement. Because uh, it wasn't excitement, but it was extreme importance. There were, you know, th- th- we're getting phone calls. You know, back to back to back about people who are, you know, seeing these rolling barricades and and flipping over police cars and and armed uh, uh, law enforcement and just chaos over at both uh, over on Amnicola Highway and at the section of Lee Highway 153. Total chaos. Um, Never got any real understanding what was happening until hours later. So I get done at noon and I still... It was, uh, but we did nothing more than that. And um, I did I do a good job? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. That was six years ago. Surely it was. I do a better job today. I would like to think. But uh, one of the most memorable days or hours of radio I've ever done. And um, I didn't realize six years ago. All right, time flies. Ain't got a thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. All right, let's shift away from that. Go to more silly stuff. This is uh, for a minute anyway. This is today's worst idea. This is putting this uh, TikTok stuff. This is putting the misery that is being an Atlanta sports fan in perspective, especially when you use the Tampa Bay sports uh, scene in Tampa Bay, Florida as a comparison. This is today's worst idea.
Would you believe us if we told you a one-year-old baby born in Tampa has seen more championships than a 100-year-old Atlanta sports fan or even a 150-year-old Atlanta fan? Atlanta Falcons have never won a Super Bowl. The Hawks won a title when they were in St. Louis, but they have been blanked since moving to Atlanta. The Braves have actually won three World Series, but only one of those have come since moving to Atlanta. They won two in Milwaukee. Atlanta had two hockey teams, the Flames and Thrashers. Both of them moved away without winning a single title. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay sports fans have seen the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl, and the Lightning have won two Stanley Cups, all within the last year. Scoreboard, Tampa titles in the last year, three. Atlanta titles in the last zillion years, one. Sorry, Atlanta sports fans, but facts are facts. And also, if you want to use the more modern day, the 21st century, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays have won two National League pennants. Also, with the Braves not winning anything other than an East uh, Division Championship. So the, the Rays have been to the World Series twice in the last 25 to 30 years, while the Braves have been to none. So, yes, Tampa Bay, enjoy your, uh, your championships. And real quick, the coolest thing. This is uh, Chuck Schumer yesterday talking about a draft of legislation to end the federal prohibition uh, on cannabis. This is today's coolest thing. We are all joining together to release draft legislation to end the federal prohibition on cannabis. This is monumental because at long last, we are taking steps in the Senate to right the wrongs of the failed war on drugs. As my colleagues and I have said before, the war on drugs has really been a war on people, particularly people of color. The Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act would help put an end to the unfair targeting and treatment of communities of color by removing cannabis from the federal list of controlled substances. There's almost nobody that doesn't agree with that. Now, because we have to only agree with the parties that we uh, align ourselves with or affiliate ourselves with, there'll be plenty of Republicans that say that that's a bad idea. And just the fact that he mentions that it, it's d- detrimental to the uh, uh, to the African-American and, and communities of color will just turn some of the uh, like kind of neo-new style racist, that I'm not racist, but types that won't want to do it just because of that wording. But anybody who actually understands anything 21st century, th- this day got their head screwed on correctly, agrees that the legalization of marijuana is a good idea for just about everybody involved. And if you don't, you're dumb. I'm just going to make it that simple. If you don't agree, you're dumb. And there's a show. Well, I, okay, I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't. You know what I was, you, you know what I was about to do, Keon, and I'm not going to do it. All right, we're going to wrap up the segment now. We've got uh, two left to go, and then we'll get to a weekend. Got a couple of guys from the Sunset Band uh, coming in next. Emerson and Taylor will talk about uh, music. I don't know. Maybe marijuana. Maybe child tax credits. Maybe they got a strong thought on that. Hang tight. You're listening to the Stone on Air Radio Show on Nuga Radio 92.7. Bitches eat dogs that haven't been walked in weeks. Since. 
Friday. Nougat Radio 92.7. More importantly, stoneonair.com is where you can download the show. This is older stuff. I don't know. Um, we'll talk to Taylor and Emerson um, here in just a minute about whether there is new stuff or when there will be. But the song's called Walk in the Park. And uh, when I first heard it, and I still always thought, and again, I don't know, five, six years old maybe, and uh, it's just bouncy enough not pop to pop, but just bouncy enough to feel. It feels like a walk in the park. Just kind of got that. I mean, it's a great hook. It's got a great riff. So the guys from Sunset, at least 50% of them are in here. Emerson and Taylor, what's up, dudes? How's, How's it going? Go- How's it going? Doing well. How, how old is this recording? Um, well, we your really- band, It's from your band camp is where I pulled it. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we finished this album. This was off the first album. We, uh, we finished this in 2018, so four years. Oh, really? Years, yeah. I thought it was older than that. Well, we had been... I probably mess- got a, 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 maybe a... Because I, I think I played this on the, the old show at the other station that nobody listens to anymore. Um, and that was in 2016. Maybe uh, I got an advanced copy from one of you guys or something. Or maybe I'm just totally wrong. I don't know. It's your song. It's your band. Shoot, man. <laughs> we've had it for a while, but I, I guess we kind of officially released it in 2018. So you might got a, you might have had a deep cut that was just, uh, or I'm just totally, or my memory is just totally sucks, and I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have it right. Uh, but that's Emerson, uh, lead uh, Vox, and uh, do you, you play guitar? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do rhythm guitar. I thought so. And uh, Taylor, I can't remember what you're what you're playing in the band. So that recording is actually pre T Free. Um, okay. Yeah, T-free. I've been with them since the beginning of this year. Okay. And I'm playing bass and keyboards with them now, which adds like a different touch to it. And um, Austin, who I run into from time to time, he is your lead guitar, yeah. right? Yep. Um, hadn't talked to him a little bit, but he's the one I run into the most. Got a little bit of cross pollination of uh, somewhat generational uh, crossover friends. But uh, I've always been a, a, a fan of what you guys do. Um, you've. The the look you have, meaning from like a from a looking at a, a social media to your stage presence, I kind of vicariously reminisce myself 10, 15 years ago. Except you guys got more talent, but I I, I played in bands and and had all, and and I and I was better looking as a twenty pounds ago and 10, 15 years ago. And I think, man, I remember I kind of. That's kind of my that was my style and it, and it and it just resonates with me real and the music's just I like um, right. it's 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 where where do your uh, uh, Emerson your influences come from to have a, a style of rock and roll that really is more a Gen Xer kind of thing I mean uh, to me it sounds like music that I grew up with in the nineties right with right. With, a, with a new I mean I'm not saying it's stale and old no but, no no I get it and. Um... I don't know. For me personally, you know, I grew up on the Chili Peppers and um, Queens of the Stone Age. Um, just a lot of like alt grunge '90s stuff, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, and um, well, and and the and the only reason I say that is because where the age difference isn't huge, but it's just enough 
So when grunge hit, I was 11, 12 years old. Yeah, I wasn't you even born yet. So. Okay, see, I, I thought I didn't know how far, how far the uh, uh, the age difference was. So I grew up like literally with it, right? And then right. I'd see so many people. Then then it shifted into the the uh, Blink One Eighty Two world and the mm-hmm. emo world, which mm-hmm. I would have expected people your age to be more more towards that spectrum. Well, which, you, know, you know, I remember like one of. Um, when I got my first iPod, it was the shuffle, like the flash drive, and my brother put a bunch of Fallout Boy oh, on it, and that was like the first—I don't know, man—that was um, that was a big like one of the big bands that I got into originally, like as as a young kid. So I guess that kind of ties in with that whole kind of emo uh, era. But well, I, I can go back and appreciate a lot of that music now. That whole stretch of like from 1990. But first, first the transition was kind of into rap rock, Kid, kid Rock, Limp Biscuit. That lasted around two or three years of its real solid popularity, and then it kind of fell off. Then the emo kind of took over with Blink 182, Fallout Boy, uh, Green Day transcends all these uh, these decades, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I just I know a lot of people from your generation that look back at some of that early '90s stuff as just noise, and and that didn't hate it necessarily, right? But didn't appreciate it the way that that I did. And you're always going to appreciate what you're you know you remember you're your youngest, but you transitioned to that kind of stuff. Chili, I mean, Chili Peppers are before I barely I was barely born when, the, when Chili Peppers started, right? Right. So you were t- moving towards that music immediately as you started to play music i guess right yeah definitely um i mean i remember the first album i had was by the way by the chili peppers and i had like a little cd player that i would put it in and play it on the bus going to school and coming back from school so because like you said you said queens of the stone age chili peppers um and then i'd say throw a little cage the elephant in there oh, for sure yeah and I, which i know you guys are fans of uh, which i want to talk about that here in a minute blend that up and that's what i hear a lot with what you guys do that little bit of funk a little bit of uh, uh just pure rock and roll a little bit of new age like cage has kind of developed the music right um I'm a, I'm a big fan what uh, if you mentioned already i can't remember what i've even asked uh new music in in the future is that uh, uh, uh recordings and releases are you, are you anywhere on that uh yeah and huge you know support from from taylor and our our drummer barrett because they've kind of expanded the sound um like like we said earlier this uh the the song you heard was you know we released that in 2018 and since then we've been writing a whole bunch of new music and trying to like develop and evolve our sound and um with old T Free over here, we've been able to do that, and he's pushed. yeah. Also, um, revisiting some of the old material that they have. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He kind of uh, tighten it up a little bit, polish it up a little bit. Uh, well, I, I actually wondered when I was playing, I was pulling that. I wondered, I was because I didn't get a hold of any of you guys. I was like, I wonder if they if they have some new stuff. They'd probably rather me play the newer stuff than the older stuff, just because you can always look back and say, boy, I could have done that a little bit different, right? I could have done that a little bit better, but T-Free, as you're called, tell me about your uh, your entry into the band and how that's been for you. So, I mean, I've known Austin and Emerson and Barrett for a while just through the Chattanooga music scene. Um, and at the beginning of this year, they wanted to recut a few of these songs on the EP, and I've been dabbling in like this home studio and uh, producing music. And so they reached out to me and I was like, yeah, we can for sure do this. We might have to overdub everything. Cause like I said, it's a home studio, you know, I don't have like the drum booth and all that. 
And the plan was for me to just kind of like uh, learn and record the bass lines. And I think they were originally going for just a better sound generally, even though some of these recordings listening to them now, I mean, they've got a decent quality to them. So um, you be, is that just like a side hobby gig of, of uh, audio recording, or is that something you want to be, get more and more into, producing, is, mixing, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's absolutely something I want to get more into. Um, Save you all some cash on a production <laughs> cost, right? For sure. Oh, yeah. No, that and like giving music lessons and stuff. And so I had to set up a studio at the house to do that, and it just ended up working out. I've got like, you know, a decent setup now, learning as I go. And I've got a bunch of good mentors. Like, we work with a guy, Brent Bill. He runs a studio, the Redbud Studio. Okay. So, picking up tips and tricks from him. Um, you know, when I was in college, I was in a house full of, like, nine guys and, like, three music producers. Some of them Grammy Award or nominated producers now. Wow. Where'd you go to college? Uh, UTC. Okay. Cool. Taylor Freeman and uh, Emerson Miller from the uh, local band Sunsap. We'll talk about the uh, festival here in uh, the final segment of the show. We're already running out of time here. Uh, it is amazing what you can do in your home recording wise. Um, I'm actually, I'm not going to be here on Monday. I'm going to record the show at my house and it will sound better over the air than it does right now yeah. while I'm standing <laughs> in the studio. I'm yeah, dead got serious. That hands-on approach to it. You I, can kind of tweak everything that you want. I, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. It will sound crystal clear, top level, like as high as it gets production level than it does standing in the studio here. Now it's a different, I don't want to bore anybody with that. It's a, it's a different process. Yeah. Um, this is more fun. This is, uh, you know, live bullets. We can't, I can't just like, oh, I got to go answer the door real quick. Like I got, you know, I can't, <laughs> right, I, I can right. do that at home. But it is amazing what you can do if you have any idea of what you're doing. Um, you have a, uh, a show. Again, we'll get to the festival uh, here in the final segment of the show and just some random other things. I saw just last night as I was quickly throwing together ideas for the show, uh, are you doing one of these boat things, riverboat deals? Oh yeah, that yep. seems to be something that's been. Uh, there was one recently was was Behold a Brave or somebody I can't remember. Somebody did one. The Afternooners did one. Afternooners, sure. that's yeah. right. The Afternooners, damn, they're a good band too. The band I don't know, I need to know more about. But you guys got this going on. It sounds like a hell of an idea. Tell me about it. So um, I remember the first boat show that I went to. It was I don't know four or five years ago, and uh, my buddies New Madrid through it. And I remember seeing it and being like, oh, this is so cool, but I'll never be able to do this. But um, <laughs> Is that just on the, the Southern Bell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's on the top deck of the Southern Bell. And um, it's July 31st, but it's just a river cruise. They call it a moonlight cruise. And we'll be doing kind of a cruise down the river from 930 to 1130. And we're playing with our buddy Sleazy Sleazy. Sleazy Sleazy. And I mean, it's just going to be a great night. You know, we've been really like investing in it we got a whole light show we got a smoke show going on so i mean it's just going to be a really fun event so music starts as the boat leaves as at the boat leaves yep and yep. then it returns at 11 30 at 11 30 so you guys got a hustle that's only yeah. two hours uh, so is there, are you guys and i want to talk about sleaze i'm glad you brought them up um are you doing like they're do a set then you do a set yeah, or are you doing, doing a two, combo set two 45 minute sets i'm pretty sure yeah okay. the short break in between uh, see, if I was at home, I could have edited that out and redone that part. Um, so, uh, full bar. Full bar. Oh, yeah. You can pre-order alcohol, I'm pretty sure. One yep. of our buddies, like, broke his bank account on it. All right. Well. <laughs> but you get as much as you want, so you could drink it dry. All right. I have not done... I've been on the Southern Bell many times, but they were for, like, Christmas parties or... Uh, I, I don't think, know, whatever the hell I else. think that started out with, like, little jazz combos, you know, playing while you... 
go on the dinner cruise. Um, What we're doing is not that. We're doing full production, light, sound, smoke. (laughs) That sounds awesome. We'll talk more about that and other things. We've got to wrap up the segment right here. This is New Radio 92.7. Taylor and Emerson from Sunsap. In with me, Brian Stone on Stone on Air. StoneOnAir.com. New Radio 92.7. Key on here, keeping it all together. We'll wrap things up. Coming up next. Welcome back in. Happy Friday. This is Sunset. Why can't I remember the name of the song? Spaceman. Spaceman, that's right. This is one that stuck in my head for years, too. Drawn out, big, built up to a big crescendo, a big payoff. I like it. This is the sound we've been trying to go for, is more music like this. A little heavier. A little darker. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. little more complex, a little richer. Yep. Yeah. Progressive. That's Taylor, T-Free, and Emerson from the band Stunsnap. We'll be playing at the Valley Vibes Festival in about a month and a half. And since I read this from um, the Valley Vibes, the, like the media, whatever, send out, press, release, whatever you want to call it, little blurb on everybody. I, You know, I, obviously, clear. I've told you I like your music. You've known that for a long time. Uh, but when I first read this first line, I was like, I wonder who wrote this. Sunsap is a group of Chattanooga-based alternative rock legends. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'll take I'll that. I'll take that, yeah. I mean, I'll take it, too. If Brian Stone had legendary radio. Bro, I, I mean, I was like, I mean, they're good. Legend, legendary status. Legend is a hell of a word yeah, to use. Is. That is, man. Jeez. So, uh, Valley Vibes is September 3rd through 5th. Bellicera, Wildwood, Georgia. Uh, that is over Labor Day weekend. And uh, tell me what you know about uh, whoever wants to take this Taylor Emerson from Sunsap. What you know about the festival and what you're looking forward to about it? I mean, it'll be our first uh, festival as a band, which is going to be awesome. Um, so you I mean, haven't been, or obviously you haven't played it before, but yeah, I, I'm not familiar with the Valley Vibes Fest other than what people who have come in here to tell me about it is. Looks looks and sounds like it's going to be a fun, you know, pretty simple outdoor, you know, music festival. A lot of local guys that, I mean, Health Strong is going to be there. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, call Me Spinster, we ever had them in. Uh, I mean, it's a good lineup. It's a it's a really good lineup of local music, and um, it's kind of I, I feel like it's going to kind of have the same feel as Wanderlinger Fest did a couple weeks couple I'm, weeks back. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to ask you. I didn't make it. Uh, you got that Saturday that you guys played. That was a good. That was a good day. The whole festival was good, but as far as just for my money, looking at the. I, a lot of times I'll do a festival just like a one dayer, mm-hmm. like rather than bounce around. Like I was, I can't remember. I think I think Behold was playing that day. Yep. 
and opposite box might have been headlining that night. Yeah, they were headlining that. That night. was that was a good day to night stretch, and I wasn't able to make it. Give me your review on the Wanderlinger first time event. Always has its hiccups, uh, but overall, your thoughts on how that went? Killer. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, cool. Everybody there. I mean, and it's one of those things. I'm assuming Valley Vibes is going to have the same kind of quality to it, where the camaraderie and just the collective musical attitude of everybody um chattanooga is like known for that i mean we have a closely knit music community and it's like you couldn't bump into somebody on accident and not like dap them up afterwards because it's your best friend sure the uh (laughs) valley vibes is a third or fourth year event so they're gonna have any uh, i would guess some kinks taken care of and cleaned up and so i imagine that that'll be a pretty smooth run deal if they're able to go if you're able to do a first time event and then make it to three or four years yeah. mm-hmm. you're doing something right you right. might not be doing it perfectly but you're doing it you, if you're not doing it right you're going to fold before you get to three year three or four yeah so, exactly looking forward to that um and wanderlinger and part of the wanderlinger thing is um i just that's the kind of place i can't go without running into half the building half the place exactly. i at least am acquaintances with right. which is good and bad like when the for me when the um the, the oddest weird reason maybe it's turning into an old guy i don't know but the damn pandemic turned me into to more of a social anxiety anxious type i didn't ever used to be that i used to couldn't wait to see everybody and that week i was like i don't really feel like running into everybody i know all day right yeah, there's, there's some places that aren't where you go to just duck off and sit and drink a beer and like, that was not that place yeah. that, I mean, that, that's <laughs> but not that's what's great about it yeah know? that's my damn problem that's <laughs> not their problem that's yeah, not exactly. y'all's problem um the connection with uh sleazy sleazy uh i know a couple of those guys too but it feels like to me there's moving parts between you guys and them is for that sure, yeah. for sure Our drummer yeah. and the guitarist both play in that band as well okay i'm trying to remember it's ryan i think i know that I, and oliver yeah is there an oliver there yeah yep. yeah drummer maybe no yeah, yeah oliver's the drummer. drummer okay yeah. all right and i so over the years because you guys took some time off mm-hmm. Day. what was your hiatus time how many how many years were you guys not Shoot, playing that was like two years it was probably. a little while yeah it, it was, was it was um i think our last show was november of 2018 okay and then we didn't get back together till early this year so so pandemic year, you got you weren't Sunsap wasn't a thing, Mm-mm. so you didn't have to battle the uh, the the trying not to having shows exactly. You already to, didn't have shows, yeah. Or try, like I don't know. It's been so crazy with the pandemic and seeing how bands evolve to still try and and have shows and and make money and do the live streaming. But you know that that was really tough for any artist in any place in the world so just seeing everything get back to some type of normalcy is amazing what was the jumping off point to say okay let's do this sunset thing again uh just just a feeling yeah just yeah, missed it. it was yeah. when we started like trying to recut some of that ep and you know the guys would come over like i said we've been friends and stuff for a while but you know, we had a couple of jam sessions and all of a sudden it was like, dude, let's just do this new outfit. You know, we mm-hmm. can do it as a four piece. And, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, add some keyboard and synthesizer to the original EP as well. And I was like, dude, let's just see if we can make it happen. And I'll play bass and have a little keyboard in front of me. And you man, know. when rock and roll bands uh, mature to the point they're bringing in keys, I just <laughs> fall in love. I fall in love because you got to know what you're doing to do that. That's yeah. not just strumming on a guitar and just you know get somebody who can keep a beat with a with a, a drum and the rhythm section. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of talent to get okay at that, right? But to bring in keys and the synth and all these different kinds of elements, 
you got to really know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and as a group, you have to kind of put it all together in a, a way that makes sense. You know, you can't just have like all of these ingredients or too much of one thing or not enough of another. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that I do kind of swap between and occasionally play both at the same time, um, it kind of keeps that balance and it doesn't take away from maybe the original like concept of the band. No, that, that, that's, uh, that's good stuff. And I would continue with that. I mean, no one's asking me for, you know, musical writing advice, but most of my favorite bands all eventually ended up with full organs or keyboards in them. Yeah. Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters, um, just the two that jump off the page. Speaking of Foo Fighters, I was reading this yesterday. Um, just somebody on a comment section off their new, uh, some of their new stuff that's got a more pop sound to it. <clears throat> it said that Dave went from a one-man band to a damn near full orchestra yeah. up there. He's got female background singers now, <laughs> keyboards, violins, and I was like, and it's it just gets better the more layers you put to it. Um, but that time that he spent getting to that point, I think, is why it makes sense now. You know, oh yeah, you throw some keyboards and 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 um and and, and all these different elements onto the color and shape or uh, the first album, it's not going to work. Yeah, because right, those, exactly. those are hard, raw rock and roll albums yep. that you're just going to clutter the thing up. And uh, when you can really expand out in that, I just I really think that's a great sound and a great uh, a direction to go. Um, even old honky tonk, Blackberry Smoke, alt country rock band, they got a keyboard and they were at Bonnaroo one year and they said something about um, totally paraphrasing, but it's like yeah, we've been trying to play this for years and we finally got a keyboard player. And now we're weird enough to play Bonnaroo, you know, something like that. Um, any other shows? We got the. Uh, uh, the Riverboat, the Southern Bell coming up on the 31st. We got the Valley Vibes, which is a reason for having you in, or at least the initial reason for bringing you in. Um, just got a, literally about two minutes left. Other shows, other things you want to talk more about the uh, the new music? Just take it away for a, you know 90 seconds or so. We're doing a smaller, like a smaller broke down set uh, this weekend at Chattanooga Hemporium Saturday oh, I night. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we, we experimented with this um, last week. We played the Bode Hotel. Which, you know, we're a full band, like we've been talking about, and this is like a, I mean, it's a real nice hotel. They have a huge lobby. Yeah, brand new. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so we were trying to figure out how we were going to make that make sense in that environment. So we did like the brushes on the drums. We broke it down a little bit. No keyboard, just bass, acoustic guitar, one electric, um, and it went very well, you know, kind of more groove oriented, less thrash metal, you know, uh, took some of those punk elements and just dialed it back. So uh, we're going to experiment some more with that so we can just uh, expand our opportunities. <laughs> we don't always have to have the lights and the pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can break it down, and Emerson does a great like solo acoustic material as well. So I know you had a show at Wanderlinger just this past Saturday, or is that coming up? No, we just... We, that was two weeks ago? Yeah. Was it two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, part of the reason I, I didn't come, that was on a Saturday, and normally that would be something I'd think about doing. My ex-girlfriend works at Wanderling. Oh, so that's part of it. But she moved yeah. away yesterday. So uh, it's all it's good. It's opened now. up now. <laughs> you can go anytime. She's we'll a doll. She's a, she's a doll. She's a doll. Love her to yeah. death, but can't hang out with my ex-girlfriend. Doesn't work. <laughs> I think anybody alive can understand, uh, understand that. In uh, 30, 45 seconds, the new music that you're working on, when you think you'll see the, uh, the light of day or the wavelengths of ear for people to listen to yeah so um after this emporium show and the boat show we'll probably be just focusing on getting the ep out so we're shooting for um the end of september, september. all right yeah. so, so two months two months yeah two months-ish. we've already got a like started on it we've got a good we're starting from a good place now um just some overdubs re-recording on a few songs and then 
We've only got a couple more that we need to track from the bottom up. But right, we're guys. excited for y'all to hear it, man. Yeah. Awesome. Keep we'll, your ears open. We'll be talking more, and I'll uh, I'll get it out there when you guys let me know. Taylor and Emerson from Sunset. We are done here at Nougat Radio 92.7. You can find the show at stoneonair.com or anywhere you download any of your podcasts. Go to that same place, download it, you're good. I'll can a show for you. That's injury, industry talk for record one for you on Monday. I'll be back with you on Wednesday live. I'm off to Atlanta for the Braves game. Y'all have a great weekend, whatever you do. Enjoy yourself. Love you. Mean it. See you later. Bye.